Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is the Pro Football Blitz, the fourth and final hour of the program here. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And quite the development in the Sunday night football game while we're at break. Just as we were ending the segment, it was a fumble. Jarek McKinnon coughed it up for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers recovered, and they are now on offense. And the king of the quarterback sneak, Justin Herbert, just added another one, his second one in this game for a first down. And they are moving and grooving on offense. Almost to midfield now, facing a second and 12 are the Chargers. Still trailing the Kansas City Chiefs 23-20. to And a big play right there by the Kansas City defense to get into that Chargers backfield it'll now be third and long 23 to 20 again Kansas City in the lead they are three and a half point favorites in the live market on the live money line they are at minus one excuse me minus 550 Mm -hmm. and it looks like we're at the point in the game now Mike where they've taken the total off the board in the live market but uh, Justin Herbert sacked there so third and probably roughly 18 a big play here if the Chargers are going to have any hope yeah nice job by Spagnolo, the defense coordinator uh, anticipating a three-step drop by Herbert, uh, and so he had that zone blitz. Uh, got a linebacker to Holy actually cow. get through. Oh, what did a you catch! See that? <laughs> I did, I did. That's Keenan Allen right there. What a great catch! Um, but the, the the strategy playing out here, like Keenan Allen, 
is not a guy who's going to run by you, but he just yeah, did right he's there. He's not right? the deep ball guy. No. I mean, Herbert chucked that mm-hmm. one up. I mean, that was probably a 40 yard pass sure. and catch right there. And we've seen Allen spend a lot of time on the sidelines. You know, they talked about him possibly being on a pitch count, mm-hmm. um, but boy, he came up big at the right time yeah. right there. Mike Williams is down. Uh, so your deep threat was out of the game, uh, you know, and, and uh, that was a great throw, though, by Justin Herbert. Terrific, and they are now at the 15-yard line. Field goal range. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. field goal range to tie it up. Uh, clock ticking now under three minutes. They hand that one to Eckler, so it'll be second and probably about seven. Looked like he got two or three yards. Uh, obviously, the Chargers wanting to try and you know find that right balance oh, here yeah. where you can milk the clock <laughs> all the way down as little as possible and, and score a touchdown, which I think is – Maybe one of the hardest things in NFL head coaching, because you yeah. don't want to give, we know, we've said it how many times, you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes too much time. So you want to bleed this clock as much as you possibly can, but you want to get it into the end zone for seven points rather than tie it up with a field goal. Yeah, you want to try to create a look that can help you get the ball in the end zone. Uh, and if you can do that, getting the ball in the end zone, do it, right? And uh, certainly getting first downs help too, uh, as the Chargers are able to get a first down right there. But uh, yeah, it is tough. I, I think the Chargers have established a running game. They can run the football if they want to. They have options here. Uh, Justin Herbert's capable uh, of running the ball, too. Uh, it, it is so, to me, I, I get it, the strategy of milking the clock because of Patrick Mahomes on the mm-hmm. other side. But you have to have a sequence or you have to have a play to get the ball in the end zone, period. Well, they are now at the two-minute warning. The Chargers mm-hmm. intentionally let that clock tick down to the two-minute warning. So exactly two minutes left in a three-point game, 23-20, to 20, the Chiefs out in front. And you and I were discussing it at one of the breaks earlier, uh, some people theorizing that Jeff Saturday may have let Jalen Hurts score that touchdown <laughs> to give the Colts enough time to, ha- to have a chance to come back in that game. I don't think that really made sense, and we can get into that mm-hmm. later on. But uh, but here, the Chiefs are certainly in a situation with two minutes left in this ball game. The Chargers are now at about the three or four yard line. They're going to run the ball, I think, to take some time off the clock. Yeah. Um, do you let them score so Mahomes has you know a solid minute and a half or whatever to deal with? Well, so you're conceding the field goal. Uh, or, or, or you're gonna get you gotta give him a touch. You're gonna let him score. See, that's the thing. Like, do you play defense and just force the field goal, and then you still have then time on the clock? Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, true too. You burn timeouts, you, but you still have time on the clock, though. You risk going to overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows how much time they'll have left if yeah. they force a field goal? Yeah, I mean, it, it's always tricky because you're going against something that you don't practice. Yeah, like we never practice. Oh, let them score. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> um, but then that's game theory too, though, right? I mean, that's, I, I think if Kansas City didn't have all their timeouts, and, and, and who knows, but if they didn't have all their timeouts, maybe that would be a strategy. But with all your timeouts, I mean, I, I think if anything, you want to prevent them from scoring a touchdown, uh, if you can, defensively. All right, well, we will see what they do when they come out of the two-minute warning here, currently at a commercial break, 23-20. to 20. Chiefs in favor of the, or excuse me, ahead of the Los Angeles Chargers. And look at this. Remember, not long ago, the Chargers were four to one mm. to win the game on the money line. They are now the favorite at minus one sixty. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. All right, the Cowboys and the Vikings, the much ballyhooed game of the week in Minnesota, and it looked good for Dallas early when on the third play from scrimmage, Kirk Cousins went back to pass for Minnesota 
on third and three, and Micah Parsons strip-sacked him. Dallas recovered and turned it into a field goal. Three to nothing Cowboys less than four minutes into the game. Minnesota countered with a field goal, and that was the only points they would score the rest of the half. Ezekiel Elliott rushed one in with a minute and a half left in the first quarter to make it 10-3. Brett Maher was good from 53 yards to make it 13-3. And with less than two minutes to go in the half, Tony Pollard caught a Dak Prescott pass and sprinted in from 30 yards out to make it 20-3. Brett Maher nailed his third field goal of the day as time expired in the first half from 60 yards out. And we went into the locker room with Dallas up 23-3. And the heroics for the Cowboys would continue in the second half. On third and 14, Dallas gets the ball to open the third quarter. And on third and 14, Prescott finds Tony Pollard for a 68-yard touchdown catch and carry down the sidelines. 30-3 now in favor of the Cowboys. They were rolling. And really, Mike, this game was over at that point. I mentioned Minnesota only scored three points in the first quarter, or excuse me, in the first half. That's mm-hmm. all they had scored the entire day. 40-3, uh, to three, your final in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. The game stays under the total. Minnesota drops to 8-2. and two. The Cowboys improved to 7-3, and three, and they're back into a tie for second place with the Giants in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, we, we joked about it earlier tonight about if the Cowboys look like that, they can win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the case for a lot of teams. They, they, sure. they play like that, but we all, we often know that that's not the case. T- teams aren't going to play like that. Um, but whatever the Cowboys were able to do uh, today, you wonder, do you have faith that they can bottle it up and use it again? Uh, as a better, um, because that is spectacular what they did today. Oh, Seven yeah. sacks. Uh, I mean, the Vikings didn't even have a chance, really. Uh, so I, I thought that was incredible to watch and witness uh, what the Dallas Cowboys were capable of. And uh, we're talking about an offense, too, now that Pollard has clearly defined a role within this offense. And Boy, they're using good. it. They're and, and using it, 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 right? They're using him. And, and it's amazing to me why it took them so long to realize <laughs> right. how special this guy is. It feels like we've been calling for him for three years. Yeah, it, it does feel like that. Um, for whatever reason, Kellen Moore and, you know, McCarthy, I mean, look, you, you can't use him as a wide receiver, too. We, I mean, we, we knew that. Uh, but they didn't know it, apparently. Um, but if the Dallas Cowboys can build on this, I mean, yeah, now, because I think you, we, we went over rankings, top 10 teams, and mm-hmm. you had them ranked pretty high. I had them number three, just, right. just by the numbers. Right, right, just by the numbers. But, but it looked uh, looked accurate today. Yeah, and certainly with the offensive line, but that defense is ferocious, though. Uh, and, they, I, you know, the Vikings were due to have a game like this. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but uh, where you can't execute. I think the Vikings are beat up. Will Hill was on the program er- earlier he noted some injuries, some key injuries. Yeah, Darisaw uh, along the offensive line. Yeah. And he was beaten up today by Micah Parsons, too. Sure, but I, I just think physically the Vikings are beat up, though. Mm-hmm. They look like that today. Yeah. Um, and so not, not an excuse for the Vikings, but on a short week coming up, uh, you wonder how they're going to bounce back, though. But uh, it's that time of year, too. And think about the battles the Vikings have been into, uh, and maybe that takes a toll on you at some point. Uh, the Giants succumbed to that, too, that situation going in the fourth quarter and stuff like that. But, no, I think the Vikings are banged up. Uh, pay attention to the injury reports uh, and see what type of injuries they're dealing with right now. Yeah, and they take on a Patriots team on Thanksgiving Day that also has some injury issues of their own across mm-hmm. that offensive line. They lose their center in that win over yeah. the Jets earlier today. The Dallas Cowboys will also be playing on Thanksgiving, as they traditionally do. They will host the New York Giants, and Dallas currently – 
currently is an eight-point favorite in that one. The Vikings currently a three-point favorite over the New England Patriots. They will be at home in Minnesota. The Chargers, they get it in. Justin Herbert finds Joshua Palmer in the end zone. He gets the first touchdown and maybe the last one of the evening. The Chargers take the lead 27-23 with a minute and 45 seconds left in this contest. Patrick Mahomes will have another chance here. He will need a touchdown. A field goal will not do the trick. And here we go with the live money line, Mike. And this is very interesting. You would think the Chargers going up by four points with just a minute and 45 seconds left in the in the game, they would be a big favorite to mm-hmm. win, minus 200. Huh. The computer knows that Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. Yeah, I think they have, what, two timeouts, too, the Chiefs? I think you're or, right. Okay, two yes. or one. Yeah, I know they burned one. But um, here you go, points against uh, the Chargers, 25.3 points against right there. Um, but here you go. With, offensively, they've skewed it. Higher, obviously, 27 points in this game. Yeah. Uh, great throw, too, by from Justin Herbert. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this is the theater we wanted on Sunday Night Football anyway. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's also interesting that uh, the total is absolutely in play here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 50 right now, 27 to 23. Right. And your pregame total was uh, 53. Uh and nobody's going to kick a field goal, I don't think, at this point, unless the Chiefs are forced to, and the old kick the field goal so you can try the onside kick type of thing. Um, but I think if you're if you're looking at uh, a ticket that is over the total right now, it's certainly a little bit of a sweat. Um, the Charger defense has been playing very well most of the night. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, but the Chiefs found a way to get the ball to Kelsey. Obviously, they're going to try to do that again, but this guy can scramble too. Uh, oh, yeah. By time with his legs and make plays. All right, well, we will see the final minute and 45 seconds Sunday Night Football coming up when we return. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. 
This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. All eyes are on the World Cup, and now's the time to get your copy of our World Cup betting guide. We have in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. VEASAN's team of experts provide their picks and predictions for every group and the Golden Boot Award. And if you're new to betting World Cup soccer, don't worry. Josh Applebaum will break down everything you need to know. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. You want more World Cup betting info? Check out our World Cup betting preview show on YouTube. Just subscribe to vcin Live on YouTube and check it out. Looking forward to the World Cup. Looking forward to about the final 30 seconds here in Sunday night football. The Chiefs moving the ball down the field, and that Patrick Mahomes run there may have just cooked my rushing prop there. We were uh, talking about some props that we liked prior to the game starting on the opening segment of the show, and I said Patrick Mahomes under 28.5 yards rushing, and he had eight yards rushing to that point, Mm. and that was a pretty good chunk of yardage right there for Mahomes. They do trail the Los Angeles Chargers 27-23, to and I believe we have, yes, 37 seconds left in the game, and they're pretty deep into Charger territory. Call it the 18-yard line of Los Angeles, first and 10 for the Chiefs, and uh, once again, we've seen this movie before mike yeah we have uh they're gonna run some crossing routes yep here you go there you go travis kelsey um, to pay and, and the thing is is the chargers are playing man-to-man earlier before that they had played cover two man which patrick mahomes had scrambled on mm-hmm. cover two man you're taking away the inside and so any of those crossing routes that you see uh backs cross we call we call it a lot uh it's easier to try to defend against that right uh, because it's not as clear for the quarterback. But they went outside, man, uh, prob- perhaps single high safety or, or just soft uh, coverage behind it. But uh, the crossing route to Travis Kelsey, uh, I mean, you can almost see that coming, right? And it came right away. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is at 
24 rushing yards right now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he may not uh, even see the ball again tonight. There are 31 seconds left in the game. Harrison Butker is good mm. on the extra point to make it 30-27 to 27 in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, 31 seconds left for the Los Angeles yeah, Chargers. They and- did go single high. See, that's the thing. They could have went too high, Brady, and... Uh, that would have been a better coverage situation there, but they went single high, and that was a perfect play call there from Andy, uh, Andy Reid. All right, very good. And, yep. and poor Derwin James, yeah. who's had to deal with Travis Kelsey all night and has really done a pretty good job, mm-hmm. and they got him for a ticky-tack defensive holding oh. call. Of course, you know, they want to keep the Chiefs in the ball game. <laughs> what uh, exciting football here. It was, I thought, and Mike, you agree with me, Yeah. Uh, Certainly best that that was a non-call. It was just contact for the first five yards. Neither guy was really committing a foul. It uh, should have been completely ignored, in my opinion. Yeah, so Kelsey does that. That's the tactic. Well, he'll release off the ball, and he'll actually engage the defender, Mm -hmm. and he'll grab him. Mm -hmm. And Uh, he's so big, you can't really see it. You can't see it. And then when he gets to a break point, he'll let go, and it's like the defender's grabbing him now. It looks that way. So he gets those calls all the time, either that or illegal contact. Uh, Well, we always see it at the end of the game. You know, It never never happens any other time, (laughs) just at the end of the game, right? But but the thing about it, like anybody who's going up against the Chiefs, they should go up to the officiating crew and say, look, are you guys watching this? Or, Or if you are whoever the Chiefs are playing next week, is it the Rams, right? Yes. If you're McVay, you make a call to the officials, uh, NFL officiating, say, look, take a look at this and stop calling it mm-hmm. because he's the one that's initiating the holding call. But uh, you wonder if coaches are doing that, though. Well, it's a great point. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers will start out on their own 25-yard line. They've got all their timeouts, three timeouts and 31 seconds, and they just need a field goal to tie. And Justin Herbert is sacked on the first play from scrimmage, and that is probably going to force them to take a timeout. Yeah. Yeah, and it they looked do. like a quarterback draw, but it's Chris Jones. I mean, he is he is like he's a closer, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll play on the left side, the right side. He'll play outside. He'll play inside. But he is a closer, uh, and I mean, the Chargers should know that too. As you try to run a quarterback draw right into Chris Jones. Well, you know, we've seen tonight, and we've talked about a lot of the problems for the Chiefs mm-hmm. on defense, but they definitely can rush the passer, right. and in large part because of him. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, they they allow a lot of passing touchdowns. They're dead last. Yeah. Uh, but in these situations, when you have the offense doing their job too, it's complementary that way. And uh, I think for somebody like Chris Jones, who knows how to close the game out, uh, it gets difficult. Well, and that's how you do close the game out, right? Yeah. With a pass rush, because you know the Chargers. And there's an interception. Yeah. So that that's your ball game right there. Uh, the tip drill, uh, it went off a couple of different guys there and fell into the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I tell you, 16 seconds left in the ball game. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes will take a knee, and that'll ensure the win on the prop bet there because it'll yeah. it'll cost him a couple rushing yards when he takes a couple knees. Um, but Watch that, this. you know, yeah, the Chris Jones. I mean, the yeah, deep, oh yeah. yeah, he put pressure on mm-hmm. Herbert. Didn't really make the throw he wanted to. He was off balance. Couldn't really set his feet. Uh, the pass rush, once again, yeah. uh, gets that one home, really, for Kansas City. Um, but, you know, it, it was, uh, I think, a bitter pill to swallow for the New York Jets today mm-hmm. in a loss. And that's a tough loss for the Chargers, too. I mean, they, yeah. they really they played very, very well. One of the better games I've seen them play all season. Mm-hmm. And they probably should have won. And Patrick Mahomes gets you in the last minute and 45 seconds. Yeah, I mean, from an MVP standpoint, I mean, he furthers his cause. Talking about Patrick oh, yeah. Mahomes, right? For sure. Uh, on Sunday night football, game-winning drive right there. Uh, so uh, that's embedded in, in voters' minds. Um, 
as far as the best team in the National Football League. I mean, the Chiefs figure it out. Uh, that, that's something uh, along the way that we talked about uh, during the game tonight. Uh, they just find a way. And then uh, on the other side, you know, the Chargers, immensely, immensely talented. But something always holds them back. Mm-hmm. Something, right? The, maybe the holding call, that was not yeah. a great call. <laughs> no pun intended, yeah. holding them back. Yeah, but <laughs> I told you Reggie Miller was living in my head. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, it's, you, you could have had a stop right there. You know, it's, you played cover two man, and you covered him up, and Holmes had to scramble. Yeah. But then you change it up, and you play single high, and they want you to play single high because of all the crossing routes that they do. There was one play on that drive where they got great pressure on Mahomes, mm-hmm. and he uh, overshot his receiver, threw it way over his head. Right. What was the coverage on that one, or could you tell? That was a man-to-man coverage. I couldn't tell if it was single high or, or too high, though. Um, but I, they did get uh, penetration earlier on. I don't believe the Chargers blitzed them at all. Um, I don't recall that. But they did break through at the line of scrimmage, and Patrick had to throw the ball uh, away, essentially, right? Right. Um, but the cover two man was interesting because he had to scramble. Like, he wasn't going to beat you throwing the ball. He was going to scramble. And, okay, you can cover that up. Now in the red zone where it's condensed, mm-hmm. you know the crossing routes are coming. Yeah. But when you play single high, you're outside leverage on man-to-man responsibilities. Right. So we're running in-cut and routes. But when you're too high, you're inside leverage. And we have to run out-breaking routes. Okay. Because it's difficult to get across the defender's face. They switched it up. The Chargers switched it up, and, and Kansas City wanted them to switch it up, and they took advantage of that. Well, you know, when they got that pressure on Mahomes uh, kind of about halfway through the drive, I guess, um, I, I liked to see that as uh, someone that was kind of rooting for the Chargers here. Mm-hmm. I do. I do uh, we get the win with our contest play, Chargers catching five and a half. Um, but I wanted to see them win this game. I thought they deserved it. Uh, and the first play from scrimmage when Kansas City took over, again, with a minute and 45 seconds, uh, they threw about a, I don't know, 25-yard pass or whatever. They were almost to midfield after one mm-hmm, play. Right. And I was like, okay, here we go. Just playing prevent, prevent yourself from winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about a play or two later is when they got the pressure, and I said, mm-hmm. okay, good. They're, they're not going to just lay back. They're, they're actually going to rush the passer. Uh, and then they seemed to go away from it, or, or the Chiefs' offensive line was able to stuff it. I don't know. Yeah, which. well, I, I mean, there was so much going on in that drive, but I, I think once after the scramble from Mahomes, you got to prevent a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this is where people are, are kind of throwing shade at Staley here because you're supposed to know that. Sure. Like any outbreaking routes towards the sideline, the chances of those getting into the end zone are, are slim. Yes. Anything breaking inside, if you get a rub, a situation, or, or out leverage a player, they're walking in end zone like Travis Kelsey did. So you wonder why they went to something like that um, to begin with. But that, that falls back on Staley, too, though. I mean, I think a better situation, even if zone would have happened, uh, you'd probably make a tackle right there Yeah, uh, on that crossing route. You know what amazes me uh, about Brandon Staley in his second year, Staley, I should say, mm-hmm. in his second year, with the Los Angeles Chargers. This guy is a former defensive coordinator. Right. And the Chargers defense for two years in a row has been bad. In this case, he's playing a division opponent. This is the fourth time he's faced the Chiefs in his career as head coach of the Chargers, and he doesn't know that in the red zone? Well, he does, but 
I, I mean, 20, maybe he doesn't. 29th out of 32 in terms of points allowed defensively. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so, again, this is a former defensive right. coordinator. All right. And that goes back to last year, too. I want to say they were 29 of 32 last year, giving up yes. 27 yeah. points a game. Yes, they so were absolutely go. right there yeah. for sure. Well, that is going to put a wrap on Sunday night football. The Chiefs get the win. The Chargers do get the cash. That is the second time this season they have only lost to Kansas City by exactly three points. They were getting anywhere from four to four and a half to five and a half points, even higher in early in the week, and they cover that number. But the Chiefs get the victory and now have a stranglehold on that division. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you here wrapping up the Pro Football Blitz, and it will be the Greg Peterson experience coming up at the top of the hour. He'll take you from 9 a.m. Pacific to 12 midnight Pacific time. That, of course, is midnight to 3 a.m. on the East Coast. And Sunday Night Football wraps up with a Chiefs victory. They get it done over the Chargers. Chargers get the cash. And this was an interesting stat that our producer, Dan Miller, informed us of over the break. And the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, we know how amazing this team can be and these players, Travis Kelsey and all the talent, Andy Reid, maybe the very best coach in the NFL these days. But this is, you know, just speaks to how good these teams, this team is and and how good these teams have been for a long time. Five straight victories now, including tonight. That is now five straight victories when trailing in the fourth quarter for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is the most such wins since 2009. Mm. Yeah. They, Five yeah. times in a row sure. trailing yeah. in the fourth quarter and they win. They play with that kind of confidence, though. I mean, it's, you're right. That is, um, now that Buffalo has kind of stumbled, you know, because remember, Kansas City lost to Buffalo, Buffalo driving seat in terms of the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And, but once Buffalo started to stub their toe and, and Kansas City can sense, you know what, we could become the number one seed and, and the AFC Conference Championship game go, once again goes through Kansas City, through Arrowhead. Uh, that's what drives them. That's what they talk about all offseason. That's what they talk about constantly throughout the season, that the AFC Conference Championship game goes through Arrowhead, period. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they play like that. They play like that. They play out like that with that on their chest. And even without Tyreek Hill, uh, they've reinvented themselves, uh, but they have not lost that confidence, though. Well, you know what's great for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chief fan, or if you're a ticket holder on them for a future for the Super Bowl, the conference championship, what have you, certainly the division. The division race looks to be over Mm. as they Mm -hmm. now lead the Chargers by three games, and uh, I don't think Denver or the Raiders are getting there anytime soon. Um, But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they had a brutal schedule to begin the season. Mm. It was really about the first eight games. 
that was very difficult. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, we were here watching that game mm-hmm. not too long ago. That was a huge win. That was kind of the end of what was a brutal schedule to begin the season. Now, you can't say, you, you're not going to say the Chargers was easy, but the rest of the way, it, it, it drops off quite a bit for the Kansas City Chiefs. They made it through that gauntlet yeah. to begin the season relatively unscathed, and you know now they're a little bit on easy street. Well, they got Cincinnati coming up uh, on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you wonder about Jamar Chase and where he's going to be at mm-hmm. uh, in that situation. Uh, then they have Seattle at home, which Seattle's going to well, be playing. Yeah, you know, beginning prior to the season started, that looked like a cupcake. <laughs> it no longer is. Well, yeah, I mean, but you're right. The rest of the schedule, though, because they got the Raiders and then they got Denver twice. Yeah. Uh, and they've taken care of business against the Chargers. So. Uh, if you're the Chiefs, you feel really good about the division, right? You already, you know, you feel pretty good about the division, but now can we accomplish our goal? Uh, and that is the number one seed and and the AFC Conference Championship game, perhaps going through Arrowhead once again. So, um, knowing that mindset, knowing and looking at that schedule, I mean, Cincinnati, uh, you know, they might be without Stafford about the Rams in that game. Who knows about that? But uh, on the road in Denver, that doesn't look like it's going to be a difficult one on the road against Houston. No. Uh, and then uh, to finish out the season uh, with the Raiders here. Is that New Year's Eve, by the way? No, no, it's after New Year's Eve. Uh, that was the Denver game, uh, New Year's Day. But, um, no, the Raiders, depending on what happens with Kansas City, it depends on what happens with everybody else because we know Kansas City to rest their guys. Uh, that last game, Andy Reid typically will like to do that. Uh, depending on the seeding. Uh-huh. Uh, but if number one seed is up uh, for grabs still and, and available for Kansas City, then uh, it won't matter uh, against the Raiders on the road here in Las Vegas. They are now 8-2, and two, the Kansas City Chiefs. They moved to 8-2 and two with the win. They have won four games in a row. The Chargers dropped to 500 at 5-5 five and five on the year. They have lost two in a row. Uh, you mentioned the Bengals still on deck for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about that one. Uh, the Bengals at the Steelers, and the Bengals were looking for a little payback. They uh, had the rug pulled out from under them week one in the NFL as seven-point favorites uh, in or excuse me in Cincinnati, home favorites, and Pittsburgh took it to them in overtime. This was a back-and-forth affair in the first half, all kinds of action. Field goals were exchanged to get things started, and then Samad J. P. Ryan caught a Joe Burrow pass for a 29-yard touchdown catch and run to make it 10-3. to Najee Harris ran one in for the Steelers from 19 yards out. That is their longest offensive touchdown of the season, and it tied it at 10 apiece. Pirine from Burrow once again from 11 yards out, and it was 17-10 Bengals. And then with a minute 52 left in the second quarter, Kenny Pickett found George Pickens from two yards out to tie it at 17. Going the other way, Joe Burrow intercepted, but Pittsburgh turned that into a field goal to make it 20-17. Steelers were leading at halftime by three. Joe Burrow to Trenton Irvin midway through the third quarter, and it made it 24-20 Cincinnati. Matthew Wright threw the uprights for the Steelers from 34 yards out, 24-23. Absolutely a seesaw affair and a very entertaining game to watch. Evan McPherson from 54 yards out, Florida Gator, Michael. (laughs) Four-point game again, 27-23 Bengals. And then four and a half minutes left, Samaje Pirine catches his third touchdown pass of the day, a six-yard strike from Burrow, and it was 34-23 Bengals. 
the Steelers. They turn it over on down. Cincy adds another field goal with three minutes left in the game, and that was pretty much a wrap. Najee Harris did add a TD in garbage time under a minute left. The onside kick fails 37-30, to your final. Cincy wins and covers. They move to 6-4 and four on the season. The Steelers dropped to 3-7. and seven. Yeah, a good game. I, I thought that the Bengals would be, this was their week to kind of do this, have mm-hmm. a game like this, right? And um, laying it with the Bengals was was a side that I was looking at for sure. And, um, you know, Jamar Chase not available and, and the Bengals got to figure things out. I mean, all teams go through that. Like, I, I remember when uh, White got hurt with Buffalo uh, and then they struggled defensively for a couple games until they adjusted. And I think when you have a premier player or a premium player or a key player go down, it's going to take some time to kind of evolve and and change your ways, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mixon goes down. Yeah. But yet, P. Ryan steps up. So, as a better, you like the situation with the Bengals because their roster uh, is constructed the right way. I thought pick um, uh, T. Higgins is the number one caliber receiver that showed up. Uh, Boyd, is he can slide in to be a number two. Uh, but then the trigger guy, I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's got to play well. And even uh, getting sacked, I mean, the guy is so steady. Uh, I think he led all quarterbacks today. Uh, throwing a football, but uh, defensively, I think the Bengals are, are shaping into something that that can help them down the line as well. But the Steelers is that up and coming young team that probably is a year away mm-hmm. from from doing something significant. I they, I wish they would have stock, started the clock on Kenny Pickett a little sooner. They went with Trubisky instead, and uh, now Pickett is catching up. Canada's catching up. I don't know if this saved Canada's job or not, but the offense was a little bit different than what we've seen uh, in recent weeks. Well, they scored 30 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time we saw that out of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, the variety and the, the, the sequencing and, and the way that he was calling the game, that was that was good. That was really good, actually. Um, you know, executing and all that stuff. I mean, you got to get better, and they will get better with personnel. Uh, but, no, I, I think I think Kenny Pickett, it will be interesting to see what, the, what transpires with him. Uh, I think he looks the part right now, early early on in his career. Certainly looked like his best game mm-hmm. so far this season. Um, I don't believe he threw an interception today, w- which was huge. Uh, next up, uh, good game for the Cincinnati Bengals. They will be on the road at the Tennessee Titans. Titans, of course, on extra rest, having played last Thursday. There's an interesting point spread for you. The Titans not getting any respect. You talk about the Vikings mm-hmm. and the Titans. Titans are an underdog, a home underdog. Bengals on the road laying a point and a half at Tennessee. Well, first of all, what you got to put in your mind about the Titans is that they want to fight you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I they mean, sure do. Put that in your brain right now as a better. They want to fight. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting to find out which teams want to fight, though. Green Bay didn't want to fight last week. Uh, I think the Bengals are a physical team. Bengals want to at times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now DJ Reader back in sure, the lineup. Sure. Sure. He'll um, be needed to stop Derrick Henry. Right. And so that game trenches inside out with me for the Titans, and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to break that. But they are a dog at home though uh, yep. against the Bengals. Okay. One and a half point yep. dog. The Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Week 12 at Tennessee, laying a point and a half. The Steelers. And the Indianapolis Colts will play on Monday Night Football in Week 12. That will be in Indianapolis. And the Colts, a short favorite there, two and a half points laying over the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be back with one more. We want to preview the Monday Nighter in Mexico City, the Niners and the Cardinals, when we come back.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the latest odds, lines, and boosts, Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers' special World Cup promotions like our World Cup Futures, Insurance Bet, and World Cup Daily Bet and Gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling for all soccer fans to head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action. It's a whole new game. It'll be a whole new show at the top of the hour. Stick around for Greg Peterson and the Greg Peterson experience for the next three hours right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
one final game to go over. All the recaps have been done and one game left to wrap up week 11. That is Monday night in Mexico City. The international series continues in the NFL on Monday night. The 49ers and the Cardinals meeting at Estadio Ateca in Mexico City. The game will be played at 7,200 feet in elevation. And we talked with Jennifer Lee Chan earlier in the program. We talked about the 49ers practicing at roughly 6,000 feet in elevation in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Interesting there, the weather twist mm-hmm. that they weren't expecting and had to go in one uh, inside one day and you know got awful cold there, unexpectedly cold. Uh, San Francisco will still be without Eric Armstead across that defensive front. Uh, Samson Ebucom is listed as questionable. He would be a big help. He's a run stuffer like is Armstead. Still no word on who will play quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray. From what Jennifer had to say earlier in the program, it sounded like she was leaning towards Colt McCoy. The Arizona Cardinals not necessarily taking a risk with Kyler Murray, the hamstring, the elevation. Uh, I can understand why uh, that would possibly be more risky than Colt McCoy, uh, you know, more of a drop back passer than Kyler Murray. But Mike, the Niners uh, favored by eight here. Eight is the consensus with a total of 43. But I'm starting to see some seven and a halfs pop in the market, a seven and a half at Wynn, a seven and a half at the Westgate. And then here at Circa, eight and a half is the number in favor of the Niners. Yeah, you know what? I wonder what um, or how betters are interpreting the injury situations because Kyler Murray has a hamstring situation. Mm-hmm. So does DeAndre Hopkins. Right. But yet DeAndre Hopkins is supposed to play, uh, but Kyler is not, which, yeah. wait a minute. Receiver, it is odd. Yeah, receiver starting and stopping, cutting and all that uh, with a bad hammy. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Uh, and, you know, is DeAndre Hopkins going to last the entire game? And then all of a sudden, okay, uh, Kyler Murray isn't going to go. Like, I'm trying to put Do myself. Do you think one is more severe than the other? <sighs> hamstrings are hamstrings. I mean, if you okay. feel like it's going to go, okay. it's severe, right? Because right. once you pull it, then, okay, you're, you're yeah. in the world of hurt. You're it's cooked. Different. Right. But here's the thing, though. In a locker room, how is that being viewed? Because I've said it. I think Kyler Murray's soft. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is soft, but yet there's a feeling that he's going to go. Now, I don't know if Kyler's going to go or not, but with a bad hamstring, I mean, I've seen quarterbacks do things to get out there and play that is for the faint of heart, right? But you do that because you're the leader of that team. You're the alpha. They don't have an alpha, uh, which is interesting. I don't think Kyler Murray, you talk about being soft. I don't think, excuse me, yeah. I don't think he has that alpha mentality. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He blames others and, and certainly. But um, from a betting standpoint, is this too many points for the 49ers who, uh, and Jennifer was great, uh, our guest covers the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything has been had to start all over with Jimmy Garoppolo and all this offense and all these new players, and you wonder where they are at with all that. With all this offense, I mean, are they in sync now? It feels like it. Jimmy Garoppolo has been highly efficient. Uh, 11 touchdown passes, I think four interceptions, uh, and, and, and he's spreading the ball. But he's got so many weapons around him to support him, though, and they're, and they're unified. I mean, that, that's a team. They have one common goal, and that's the Super Bowl, I think. So I, I, it's too many points. I, I liked him on a teaser and, and did that earlier, so I'm waiting for that, uh, hopefully to cash. Um, but, yeah, it's eight points in – uh, and Mexico City, but a lot of variables out there now. 
San Francisco is averaging over two more yards per first down play than their opponent. That is the largest differential in the league. Mm-hmm. Arizona averaging less than four and a half yards per play on first down. That is the fewest in the league. Uh, Cardinals averaging nine yards per completed pass. That is the fewest in the league. Niners averaging nearly 12 and a half yards per completed pass. That is third in the league. San Francisco's defense allowing a league low 15% of running back carries to gain a first down or a touchdown, while Arizona is allowing over 26% of running back carries to result in a first down or a touchdown. That is 29th in the league. Now, I think you can make an argument that Colt McCoy, the Arizona Cardinals, are better off with Colt McCoy mm-hmm. at quarterback. Now, you kind of have to completely, uh, I guess, uh, retool your offense because you don't necessarily have a, a mobile quarterback anymore, a dual threat, sixth eligible, as mm-hmm. you like to say. Uh, he's 3-0 and straight up and against the spread when starting for Arizona as an underdog, and he beat the 49ers last year in Santa Clara when he was filling in for Kyler Murray. Murray, by the way, and we talked about this with Jennifer, mobile quarterbacks have given the 49ers fits in the past. They lost to Justin Fields earlier this year. They've had trouble with Russell Wilson when he was in the division with the Seahawks and Kyler Murray, 3-1-1 and against the spread against San Francisco. And I mentioned this to Jennifer, and I wonder what your eyeballs told you. The eyeball test last week when we were in here on Sunday Night Football watching the Chargers and the Niners, they had come out of their bye week, and it just felt to me with all these brand-new toys that were now all healthy that Kyle Shanahan was maybe a little bit overwhelmed and he didn't quite have the play calling figured out how this was going to best sync Mm -hmm. and find a rhythm. And they just looked like they were a little bit out of sorts. And, and, and at the end of the game, they should have scored a touchdown and, and covered the number. It, it was plays like that. They didn't. They settled for a field goal, what have you. But, I mean, they just looked a little bit out of sync. And, and you wonder if another week of practice will have them in rhythm. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, Debo was coming back, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, use check. Use check. I mean, you, you can do so many different things. Those are running backs that can play wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have wide and receivers. And vice versa. Uh, right. <laughs> you have wide receivers playing running back. Christian can play a wide receiver. Um, to me, it's all about personnel and matchups because we are in that matchup phase now in the National Football League. How does Kyle Shanahan want to use, utilize matchups? How does Jimmy Garoppolo see the matchups? Like, And that was my question to Jennifer. Does Jimmy G seem settled in now mm-hmm. uh, with this offense and the players around him? Because at any given moment, somebody's going to be open. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have favorable matchups, which you should, uh, whether it's personnel by design and you look heavy, run, and teams adjust. Uh, you know, think about the Cardinals and Vance Joseph on the other side. He's going to adjust and bring in people to stop the run. Okay, now we just spread you out and throw it. And now you can't cover us. So. I, I think there's a distinct advantage for the 49ers big time that way. Um, the other side of it, too, is, is the offensive line situation for the Cardinals. You know, uh, Humphreys is is hurt. I think he's out. And Zach Ertz, we know he's going to be out. But that, that, who's going to play tackle? So Josh Jones, I guess, is going to start at left tackle. Uh, and, and, you know, watching him a little bit, I, you got Bosa on the other side of that. And so – Hamstring or no hamstring, you know, it, it just feels like the banged-up Cardinals don't have a chance in this one. Uh, and then the soft nature of their quarterback, their leader, you wonder how much everybody's going to give their all in this one too. So, But it's Monday Night Football. Nobody wants to embarrass them themselves that way. I like the teaser for a lot of, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of variables in playing this game. 
Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray currently listed as questionable. Colt McCoy is not, and he was a full participant in practice on uh, Saturday. Kyler Murray was limited in practice on Saturday. DeAndre Hopkins also listed as questionable. He was limited in practice on Saturday. Buda Baker, uh, he is uh, apparently off the injury report. No listing there as far as his status, but he was a full participant in practice on Saturday. You mentioned Zach Ertz. He's actually lost for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Humphreys, the offensive tackle. Byron Murphy, the cornerback. They are both out. Max Garcia, a guard across that offensive line currently listed as questionable, and uh, everybody else there on the list, uh, Marcus Golden, an outside linebacker, Matt Prater, the kicker, they were all full participants in practice. Uh, So it it doesn't look awful if all those guys are able to go, but Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know. And and I think what Jennifer talked about, too, it it would seem to me to be a little bit more difficult at 7,200 feet in elevation (laughs) if you're nursing a hamstring. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, we knew that. I don't know if it makes a difference, well, but it just, a hamstring's I would a, be yeah. more uncomfortable. Well, a hamstring is a hamstring. I mean, uh, it's going to be treatment, and certainly you're going to try to uh, avoid pulling it. You know, um, uh, I, any type of hamstring situation, you're always cautious about it. You can't really open up. DeAndre Hopkins went through this last year, too. Yeah. Uh, and he missed some time. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, off the suspension, he's coming back. He He's produced. But you can tell the wear and tear on him a little bit. Okay, here comes a hamstring situation. So with Kyler, I mean, who knows why he's, what's going on with him. I mean, I, that's that's why you can't rely on that. I can't as a better. My numbers come to heavy in favor of the Niners. Niners minus 12, Niners minus 9.5, Niners minus 15. Uh I should stick to my numbers here and play the Nor- the Niners, but I don't know if I'm going to. I like your teaser play. I don't have a play on the game just yet, but that is going to do it for us. Thank you to Dan Miller filling in for Brian Ortega today. Thanks to all the crew. Thank you, Mike. I'll see you next weekend. Greg Peterson coming up next right here on VSIN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.